0: The, with the, Cowboy, baby. the baby. Beef Industry gathered uh, this week here in Regina to uh, celebrate innovation, get some ideas, share one another's thoughts. And this morning, I thought we'd uh, hit the road, go to the southwest corner of the province here, well, a couple hours away anyhow, to Hodgeville in the southwest, where uh, Garner, Garner Diebold is a cattle rancher who produces purebred Charley seed stock and some commercial cattle. And uh, thank you again, Garner, for joining me. I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation. What's it look like out your window this morning? Is there a, a lot of snow or not so much?
1: Well, in our part of the world here, there's very little snow there. it. it looks white but i mean it's only an inch or two and and really hasn't amounted to much snow this year
0: yeah and probably not even enough to save the topsoil in the long run at this point is it
1: not really no i mean at this point in time it's close to being bare
0: well we can only hope for more snow and uh if not bring on the april showers big time tell me about uh how is the industry going for you
1: well it's been good i guess the uh, the markets last fall were really strong I guess the struggle that we've had here in the last few years is the drought conditions that we're all going through here and really a shortage of feed. So it was really nice to see a a nice warm fall, and and December was just
2: beautiful. So that was helpful.
0: Did you have the cattle out in the pasture, like in that month of November and part of December, taking advantage of that? Because I imagine costs would be a little less.
1: Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, they were out, and uh, we were supplement feeding them out there. But again, it's a lot better for them if they are out and about grazing, so that was really a, a bonus, I think something that helped all of their answers here in in uh, in southwest of saskatchewan anyway
0: well, look, straw feed, whatever it takes to keep cattle warm and uh, healthy can add up financially what's it cost per cow to get through a cold snap like we, we just went through
1: well it's always hard to measure something like that, but their nutritional requirements go uh, up significantly through a cold weather like that, and the big part or or you know probably one of the 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 cattle had a little bit tougher time to adjust because it had been so warm, and then it just turned cold suddenly like that, and and so they're not acclimatized to it, just like we aren't either. So you know, makes it a little bit tougher on them, but. They got through it, and, uh, you know, the, the increased cost, a lot of times it comes in water lines that freeze, uh, hydraulic hoses that, that break, fuel lines that gel up, and so, I mean, there's lots of challenges when you get that extreme cold conditions like that.
0: I said when we got on the uh, the good side of this cold snap, I said I want to salute all our farmers in this province because you can't close because of the cold weather, can you?
1: Well, no, you're right, and, and that's very much appreciated, I, I think, and, and you're right, I mean, it is a 24-7 uh, operation, especially when you're calving in that kind of weather. There's uh, very little sleep or rest, and we're happy.
0: Garner Diebold is my guest. He is uh, farming at Hodgeville, cattle rancher. Calving season normally is what, March, April, but you've already gone through it or are going through it now?
1: We're going through it right now here. Again, it, it's on the seed stock side of it uh, to raise uh, purebred bulls and bulls for breeding. We look at selling yearling bulls, so we calve early you know, just to make that market. But again, yeah, for most people, March, April, May is the, is the general calving season. We choose to calve at this time of year. Nobody's forcing us to do it, but uh, you know we love what we do out here. And right now, again, here if we get a stretch of warm weather, it's just uh, you know it's a good time of year to be calving.
0: Garner, I've got some young potential farmers sitting with mom and dad at the table that uh, don't know a thing about calving season. So, well, uh, maybe just explain what it is like, what you do, the hours you keep. Well, we are we're fortunate. We've got a, a, a good calving facility here where,
1: where we do have some warm um, stalling area and so they, the cows do come in and you have to be on them and checking them all the time because it's really hard to predict when they're all going to calve even though we've got uh insemination dates on most of the cows. One thing is uh, having cameras so that you can monitor them from someplace warm, I guess, and you can you can actually watch and check on them that way.
0: When you talk to your friends and uh, neighbours uh, in the Hudsville area, what do you hear about the farm?
1: Well, I guess right now, you know, the biggest concern is just the uh, the cost of production on, on everything. It's just has just increased so much here over the last few years, and th- those are the challenging things, I guess, the economics of it still. Even with the markets being stronger, You know, it's still not uh, healthy, I guess, as far as the profitability of it, but it is much better than what it had been
0: concerned
1: with drought this spring very much so uh, we went through the last half of, of uh, twenty three here we really had virtually no rain or any any moisture of any kind, so the drought is probably foremost in everyone's mind and is something that uh, you know we're very concerned of.
0: You're a good man, Yarner I thank you for your time.
1: Uh, for sure no thanks very much for the interest and uh, anytime.
0: Slowly but surely, it's uh, feeling a lot easier getting up in the morning, getting the kids ready for school, and uh, dropping them off because uh, it is slightly warmer, although a little foggy on the uh, road the, this morning. School, yeah, what's going to happen next? All quiet uh, from the teachers, their next move. Quiet from the province, no meetings from what I can tell. Scheduled yet. But uh, what will be next? Extra correct their activities? Will it be another strike day, longer strike opportunity? We haven't heard yet. On Monday, I was telling you about uh, that plane that landed. No, it was driven onto the ice of Last Mountain Lake. It was an ice fishing shack, and uh, it was towed by the owner, and we discovered who the owners were. A few of them got together, I guess, to buy this plane. Lee Soretsky is one who was on with Evan yesterday on the Evan Brace Show. Said he and his buddies were just looking at Marketplace. One thing led to another. Uh,
2: you can find uh, you can find a lot of things on Marketplace. I, uh, I frequent Marketplace uh, quite a bit during the day. So, yeah, well, kind of stumbled upon it. When we first saw it on Marketplace, uh, I mean, it's obvious. Ice shack. Thought about it for a couple months and then thought, yeah, why not? So we messaged the guy again. And, uh, yeah, made a deal, went picked up.
0: Turned an airplane into an ice shack. And uh, they call it Ice Force One, which is rather clever. And yeah, it looks unusual when you see the pictures. They're on my Jammy Morning Show Facebook page here this morning. Hey, Barbie! Hey! Well, Barbie is all the conversation in Hollywood this morning for what didn't happen. I thought the whole part of the Barbie movie was to empower women and show that they're strong and capable in a very male-dominated world. Yet, the leading actress and its director, not even nominated on Monday and this morning, there are a lot of Barbie fans who are outraged by this, including one of the stars of the movie. I'll get to that in a moment here. But if you missed it, the movie's director, Greta Gerwig, and Margot Robbie, who played Barbie, both ignored in the nomination process. So Ryan Gosling, who played Ken, and American, uh, uh, America Ferrara, pardon part me, who also started the movie, they both got nominations for their supporting roles. But no one in the Academy was actually, I guess, listening when Ferrara's character Gloria delivered her now famous monologue in the film about why it feels impossible to be a woman. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. (laughs) I guess if the Oscars are actually about honoring achievement in filmmaking, then a movie that made over a billion dollars and resonated with so many people... I think should have been shown a little more love, particularly for its female director and its star. And yes, in a twist of irony, Ken, played by Ryan, receiving the Oscar nomination was just kind of like that extra knife. They just stuck in and twisted a little. Even Gosling was embarrassed by it all. Late yesterday, he put out a letter that said, there is no Ken without Barbie, and there's no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. Although he was happy to accept the nomination. He uh, was pretty much saying, really? What were you thinking? Barbie got eight nominations. Oppenheimer leads with uh, the most nominations at 13. Reaching out, That's for my Neil Diamond fans who know it's his birthday today, 83 years old. And after more than five decades of hits and touring, of course he no longer does that. He retired. Uh, he's battling Parkinson's disease, which he admit admitted in a recent interview. It's getting the better of him.
2: Well, I can't really fight this thing, so I had to accept it, this uh, yeah. uh, Parkinson's disease. And... Uh... There's no cure. No. There's no getting away from it. You can't just say, okay, enough already. Let's get back to life. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. But I've come to accept what limitations I have and uh, still have great
0: days. Neil Diamond talking about his battle with Parkinson's. He's 83 today. He admits, though, when he goes to sing, it's as if his body knows simply what to do. The beat goes on, and it will go on. Long after I'm gone, I still can sing.
2: I've been doing it for 50 years and yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. It's like all the systems of my mind and my body are working as one when I'm singing, and it's a great feeling.
0: It's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? You know, to be uh, experiencing Parkinson's like that. And as he says when he sings, uh, it's just like, you know, he's right there on the stage. And that's how it was for Tony Bennett, too, right? Uh, as his uh, dementia set in. The moment he stood on stage, though, it was as if there was no problem whatsoever, and uh, he sang uh, just as he always did. Hey, coming up, uh, well, of course, it's blowing up on uh, social media. The judge's decision uh, saying the federal government's use of the Emergencies Act during the so-called Freedom Convoy protest was unreasonable, and the demonstrations, of course, took over downtown Ottawa back in 22 and Chris Barber, Saskatchewan organizer and convoy leader will be on the Evan Bray show right after the eight 30 news here this morning and uh, the bank of Canada rates. Yep. 5% a lot of the economists predicted uh, holding steady and uh, quite honestly, as you uh, start to think about your finances, don't forget to the RSP deadline is coming up February 29th this year. And uh, they have a tax-free savings account, some new uh, tax-free savings account uh, limits this year at $7,000. That's another reminder this year. Lifetime limit for those over 18 in 2009 is now $95,000. So uh, financially, the market's here in Regina as far as interest rates go and housing starts. I've talked to my friends, both Kerry Cardinal, Laurie Patrick in the the industry have told me that uh, housing starts are starting to rise a little. New home builds here in our community, but uh, inventory's rather low, and it's a good time to be selling your house. Instead of always waiting till the spring, now is the time to be selling a home. It's definitely a seller's market. CJME News Time now is eight seventeen. Our weather guarantee for Windsor Plymouth and Dahar hair restoration, I guaranteed zero yesterday. It was minus two, so nobody won. i got to be out by three or more. Rod Beckett has a shot at 100 bucks today. If I blow it by three or more on a guaranteed high of minus four. Low tonight, minus 12. Sunny and plus one tomorrow. Minus 13 now in Moose Jaw, Regina. Some fog north. Well, Brett Bott is coming back to Casino Regina Show Lounge March 14th and uh, this week Celebrating 20 years of quarter, guys. And I'm happy that Mr. Bob would take the time this morning to join me. Good morning again, Brett. Thanks for returning to the show. It's my pleasure. Are you hitting the road with all new material?
2: I never hit the road with all new material. That's a a crazy thing to do. (laughs) I learned long ago. It's going to be a mix of new stuff and some uh, older stuff. There's been too many times. When I've done shows and people have come up to me hot as a hornet afterwards, mad that I didn't do some bit that they came specifically to see. So just try to keep it a mix. And then a bit of crowd work. It's always a lot of fun, especially at Casino Regina. It always seems to be fun doing a bit of crowd work. I love finding out who's in the room and having some fun chat.
0: Well, I can never open up a jar of pickles without thinking of your routine, so I'm glad to hear the classics get in there still. Where are you? Don't
2: be giving away my punchlines on the radio, man.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, Brett. Where are you most (laughs) likely to find your comedy these days?
2: I've never really known where it comes from. You know, I just kind of keep my eyes and ears open, and sometimes it's like a random thought that pops into my head and I have no idea from where. Other times it's sort of based on a little observation I've made just out and about getting groceries or driving the car. It can kind of come from anywhere. Like the other day, I was just, I was stopped at a red light and I saw a guy on his phone and he was, you know, being all cool and casual talking on his phone. And he went to lean up against something that in his mind was not a hedge. And he just went right through down into the hedge. <laughs> and It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, okay, make a mental note of that. That's going in the act somehow.
0: How do you record your comedic thoughts?
2: For years and years, I mean, I've been doing this since 88. The main thing that I did for years was just always carry a little notebook and pen around with me and jot it down. Now I do use my phone more than anything else. I don't always have a notebook with me anymore because I either use just the Notes app on my phone because it also syncs with my computer, so that's handy, or I just hit the Voice Memo app and just talk into it a little bit.
0: Let's move on to Corner Gas. 20 years old. Does that just blow your mind that it's already been 20 years?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like anything. Sometimes it seems like it's been three years has whistled by. But other times it seems like, wow, we did that show 80 years ago. <laughs> so it, it sort of all comes down to, you know, your perspective. But to sit and think about it, yeah. Like, you know, 20 years is, uh, it kind of hits because in my mind, a lot of that is, so fresh and so so recent that it seems like it can't have been 20 years ago.
0: With the success of that, I'm sure you can't go anywhere without someone asking you about it. Yeah, the, the strange thing is sometimes
2: part of the thing about the show having been on so long ago or, like, starting so long ago is that I will have somebody come up to me and reference an episode. I don't get that they're referencing an episode. <laughs> it's just a cryptic sentence that they'll come up to me, you know, <laughs> And just say, Hey, are you are building your own coffin? And I'm like, What? What <laughs> kind of
0: a, what are you talking about? So then can you answer whether or not you have a favorite episode of Corner Gas at least?
2: It's uh yeah, it's difficult to pick a favorite. I always enjoyed the episodes where we saw the gang in a different situation, like the hockey episode where we saw them out, you know, at the rink playing yeah. hockey or the the slow pitch episode or when they all kind of went to the city for Grey Cup, I I kind of get a kick out of those episodes. There's different episodes that I like for different reasons, you
0: know? What is it like, Brent, being able to flip the TV on? There you are. There's nowhere you can be in Canada and not find an episode of Corner Gas.
2: It's a very good feeling. I mean, I, I like it very You know, I grew up as a TV baby. I loved watching TV and dreamed of working in TV. Being on TV was a, a dream of mine. So that's sort of how it hits me. When I'm, you know, if I'm at home and I flip on the TV or if I'm on the road and I turn the TV on in the hotel room, stumble across an episode of Corner Gas, I always stop and I watch at least for a while because it's, I mean, it's a very warm, satisfying feeling to, to know that I was, you know, able to grow up, live my dream. But also, it pulls me back to a time when I was having, you know, such a blast working with such an amazing group of people to put together a project that really resonated with people. It's sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling, that's for sure, when I come across an episode. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's, been a, it's been long enough now that sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, what's this one about?
0: <laughs> I love it. Brent Butt, looking forward to seeing you at Casino Regina in March. Perfect. Well, thanks very much. A lovely, lovely chat. Take care. You bet. Good catch up. March 14th at the Casino Regina Show Lounge, which uh, is one of uh, Brent's favorite places to play. It's just kind of like an intimate surrounding. And where he is best in the concert is definitely when he uh, puts the house lights up and uh, starts to meet everyone in the crowd. Good Tisdale boy. Uh, off air, we talked about how he's happy with Corey Mace being retired, or being, being uh, brought on as the coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he's a huge Canucks fan, and he is in all his glory right now watching the Canucks these days, too. Now, coming up, the Evan Bray Show, and might I add, tomorrow morning I shall return. We've got Mayor Sander Masters in studio, and Last month Distillery, my friends, in Lumsden. They won a big whiskey award. I want to find out more about what it takes to Make award-winning whiskey that knocks off even the big guys from the U.S. and across Canada. That's tomorrow on the show. It's 826.